Thomas Gradgrind, sir. A man of realities. A man of facts and calculations. A man who proceeds upon the principle that two and two are four and nothing over, and who is not to be talked into allowing for anything over. Thomas Gradgrind, sir. Peremptorily Thomas. Thomas Gradgrind. With a rule and a pair of scales and the multiplication table always in his pocket, sir, ready to weigh and measure any parcel of human nature and tell you exactly what it comes to. It is a mere question of figures, a case of simple arithmetic. You might hope to get some other nonsensical belief into the head of George Gradgrind, or Augustus Gradgrind, or John Gradgrind, or Joseph Gradgrind, all supposititious, non-existent persons. But into the head of Thomas Gradgrind? No, sir. In such terms, Mr. Gradgrind always mentally introduced himself whether to his private circle of acquaintance or to the public in general. In such terms, no doubt, substituting the words boys and girls for sir, Thomas Gradgrind now presented Thomas Gradgrind to the little pictures before him who were to be filled so full of facts. Indeed, as he eagerly sparkled at them from the cellarage before mentioned, he seemed a kind of cannon loaded to the muzzle with facts and prepared to blow them clean out of the regions of childhood at one discharge. He seemed a galvanizing apparatus, too, charged with a grim mechanical substitute for the tender young imaginations that were to be stormed away. "'Girl number twenty, said Mr. Gradgrind, squarely pointing with his square forefinger. "'I don't know that girl. Who is that girl?' "'Sissy Tube, sir,' explained number twenty, blushing, standing up and curtsying. "'Sissy is not a name,' said Mr. Gradgrind. "'Don't call yourself Sissy. Call yourself Cecilia.' "'Its father is calls me Sissy, sir,' returned the young girl, in a trembling voice, and with another little curtsy. "'Then he has no business to do it,' said Mr. Gradgrind. "'Tell him he mustn't. Cecilia Jupe, let me see. What is your father?' "'He belongs to the horse-riding, if you please, sir.' Mr. Gradgrind frowned and waved off the objectionable calling with his hand. "'We don't want to know anything about that here. You mustn't tell us about that here. Your father breaks horses, don't he?' "'If you please, sir. When they can get any to break, they do break horses in the ring, sir.' "'You mustn't tell us about the ring here. Very well, then. Describe your father as a horse-breaker. He doctors sick horses, I dare say?' "'Oh, yes, sir.' "'Very well, then.' He is a veterinary surgeon, a farrier, and a horse-breaker. Give me your definition of a horse. Sissy Jupe thrown into the greatest alarm by this demand. Girl number twenty, unable to define a horse, said Mr. Gradgrind, for the general behoof of all the little pictures. Girl number twenty possessed of no facts in reference to one of the commonest of animals. Some boy's definition of a horse? Bitzer, yours. The square finger moving here and there lighted suddenly on Bitzer, perhaps because he chanced to sit in the same ray of sunlight which, darting in at one of the bare windows of the intensely whitewashed room, irradiated Sissy. For the boys and girls sat on the face of the inclined plane in two compact bodies, divided up the center by a narrow interval, and Sissy, being at the corner of a row on the sunny side, came in for the beginning of a sunbeam, of which Bitzer, being at the corner of a row on the other side, a few rows in advance caught the end. But whereas the girl was so dark-eyed and dark-haired that she seemed to receive a deeper and more lustrous color from the sun when it shone upon her, the boy was so light-eyed and light-haired that the self-same rays appeared to draw out of him what little color he ever possessed. 
His cold eyes would hardly have been eyes, but for the short ends of lashes which, by bringing them into immediate contrast with something paler than themselves, expressed their form. His short-cropped hair might have been a mere continuation of the sandy freckles on his forehead and face. His skin was so unwholesomely deficient in the natural tinge that he looked as though, if he were cut, he would bleed white. Bitzer, said Thomas Gradgrind, your definition of a horse. Quadruped, graminivorous, forty teeth, namely twenty-four grinders, four eye-teeth and twelve incisive, sheds coat in the spring. In marshy countries sheds hoofs too, hoofs hard but requiring to be shod with iron, age known by marks in mouth. Thus and much more, Bitzer. Now, girl number twenty, said Mr. Gradgrind, you know what a horse is. She curtsied again, and would have blushed deeper, if she could have blushed deeper than she had blushed all this time.